KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Post Game Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. This isn't a part of the plan, guys. They're not supposed to win, but the Thunder don't care about your plans. They just defeated the Portland Trailblazers on the road, 125 to 122 in some unnecessarily dramatic fashion because uh, of some key missed free throws late by everybody's favorite player, Shea Gilles Alexander. But the Thunder ride an awesome offensive first quarter, awesome offensive first half, and an incredible performance by the bench. And a few players here and there with no Al Horford, no George Hill, the Thunder still get a big victory over their division rival, the Portland Trail Blazers, 125-122. to Once again, Brady Trantham here alongside Miss Christine Butterfield and some guy named Matt Burton pressing buttons. Oh, yeah. That's that guy. I'm that guy. Oh, wow, wow, wow. I am. I am Matt Burton. Yes, you are. And we are thankful that you are. We are going to be joined by Jerry Ramsey later in the show and probably during the second segment. He's going to be asking uh, Mark Dagnall probably mean questions pointed to. So why'd Shea Gilles Alexander miss all those free throws, huh? They're free, Christine. They're free. They're free shots. Just just for them. And you'd think with the Thunder hitting about, I think they took 12 three-pointers in the first quarter and they hit all 17 of them. Uh, <laughs> they were shooting that well. They, they, were, they scored just a point shy of 70 points in the first half, which is how many by... How? 69. Oh, nice. Nice. As Matt Burton takes a swig. That is nice. No, the nice. Thunder were just basically take the first quarter and the first halves of the two Clippers games, Christine, and turn them on the other side because I think in that first quarter against the Clippers on uh, the first night they played, the Thunder couldn't hit anything. I think they took 12 threes and missed all of them. It was the complete opposite in this game tonight. Yeah, it was clear that that was obviously a focus in the past couple of days that they've had to practice was making sure that they could get it going early, which is really key for the Thunder because if they're able to even be below average in the first quarter, they're usually able to either pull out games or make it super competitive by the end down the stretch and only be down by about two or three at the end of it. So for them to be able to have such an electric first quarter and you can really see the offense was moving well and they were also getting it done defensively, just stretching the floor. I I think that that's a big improvement on them for sure. Yeah, just again, the three-point shooting was just incredible all night. Uh, they shot 45% from the three-point line, 18 of 40. Uh, bench, the bench was just... We've seen this bench, Matt, this season, maybe in two or three games, but that's mainly because of a Hamadou Diallo explosive game where he just scores 20 points. And so, like, by virtue, the bench has over 30 points probably, and you look, oh, wow, the bench played well. It was mainly Hamadou Diallo. And I guess you can kind of say that tonight because Mike Muscala just decided I'm not going to miss. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to be that guy. I, I need that lifetime contract. This is the reason why Sam Presti came to my house and recruited me like I was a five-star <laughs> defensive tackle uh, trying to go to Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. You dropped the bag. You dropped the bag, uh, which is allowed, as far as I can tell, in the National Basketball Association. But the bench, with 53 points altogether, and at one point in the early fourth quarter, Matt, 
Uh, they went on a large, large run to extend the lead over the Trailblazers. The Portland was able to kind of claw back a little bit. But again, 11 points from Hamadou Diallo, 23 points from Mike Muscala, which I'm willing to bet is his season high. Uh, Alexei Bokashevsky was six points, and he was two of four. So not an awful game from him. Kim Rich Williams, Kenny Hustle, uh, Christine's favorite player, seven points. But, I mean, the bench... We're going to get into Darius Baisley. We're going to get into SGA, of course. But really, this this game was won because of the initial push by the starters, but it was elongated by the bench's play. Yeah, initial push from the starters. And then uh, the Trailblazers tried to tried to make it a little interesting. They started coming back. And then Mike Muscala was just like, no, 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 no. I've got the hot hand tonight. And not I'm today. not going to miss. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not going to miss. I don't know. I don't know what possessed Mike Muscala tonight, but... Uh, it was it was refreshing to see. It was refreshing to see. Yeah, I mean, he had a season high of threes for sure. I don't think he's made six threes in one game. And frankly, I don't know what that's attributed to. All I know is that that undershirt was really confusing me the entire game because him and Poku had the same black undershirt that I have been trolling Poku for wearing. But I guess all the powers of God were put into one. And barely left anything for Poku. On it's the called other fashion, end. Christine. Hmm. It's called fashion. Hmm. I don't know if you would, if you would understand. So I a, probably wouldn't, frankly. So you've got a problem with the undershirt. Yes, I mean I think that's been said. No, I mean eight of twelve for Mike Muscala, six of ten from the three point line. <laughs> what is like, he? Clay, seriously? Yeah. What is he? Clay Thompson. <laughs> right. This is exactly. It, it's inc- it was incredible. Now. Actually, I'm just now receiving word this late in the first segment that we are actually joined by Mr. Jerry Ramsey. Jerry, are you still like are you still fanning the flames of the Mike Muscala scorched earth policy that we just witnessed? Oh man, what a uh, what a performance by the Moose, by Muskie, by I mean whatever you want. The guy has a thousand nicknames, uh, but one beautiful, gorgeous shot. And uh, let's just I mean when it gets going, it gets going. And uh, there's a lot of peer pressure that goes on in the NBA, and I believe that starts with whenever you see the ball go through the basket. I mean, they see the ball go through the basket, and the rest of those young guys are like, you know what, let's do that too. And uh, they start off, and just everybody is just uh, taking turns uh, playing on uh, Damian Lillard's uh, beloved little goals. Don't you think that? I mean, that, that's, that's kind of what I got out of this. Yeah, I mean, the Thunder just played like a loose team. They played like a team that was, frankly, tired of not seeing the ball go through the hoop because there was just a lot of activity early. There's a lot of shot attempts early. And I guess just, you know, Christine, just like we were talking about earlier, um, I mean, that that's basketball simply put. If you take attempts, they're either going to go in or not. Yeah. And the Thunder, with their roster talent, for the most part, and especially when they're playing teams like the Clippers that are just vastly more talented than they are, they're, it's going to be hard-pressed for, the, for them to get the ball into the hoop. Now, when you're playing Portland, I mean, Portland's still much more talented than Oklahoma City, but they're minus a handful of players, including C.J. C. McCollum. But at any random night, anybody can just hit shots. And I'm, not, I'm really trying not to chalk it down to simply that uh, because, I mean, we've seen Mike Muscala hit shots. We've seen SGA hit shots. He hit a 30-footer so casually. I've never seen SGA take a shot like I've that. I've never seen him take a long-range three so nonchalantly. Like, he just was like, whatever. And it just goes in, and I, I've never seen him look that comfortable from that far out. So that was interesting to see. But 
going back to just the shooting tonight, I know it's I know it's just, you know, like regular for people to just talk about shot after shot, but when you look at the stat line for the Thunder and you see that literally every player that played was on the board scoring points. That's not something we're used to seeing from this team. And every player was really great at attacking the lane, making sure they were getting to the glass, but also their ball movement allowed them to stay open near the perimeter. And so you were able to get guys like Mike Muscala, like Shea Gillis-Alexander from that deep range three. Even Darius Baisley a little bit were able to, and I mean also Poku, but they were all able to kind of get the threes behind the arc going and allowing them to build their lead substantially. So when you have solid ball movement from the Thunder and every player seems to be on, they have a they have a really exciting offense to, see, to watch. Yeah, and we'll get to Darius Baisley in a minute because we have been rather critical of him the last few post games. it seems like, but he had 19 points. Shea Gilles-Alexander tonight, 24 points, 6 assists, 9 rebounds, 8 of 12 from the floor. Isaiah Roby continues his... Rather surprising and consistently good play with 16 points in a starting role. Once again, Al Horford still away from the team following the birth of his fourth child. Uh, but I, I guess in terms of the starters, Jerry, uh, I mean, we're going to get to SGA missing all those free throws late because I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about that part. But um, I do want to touch on Lou Dort as well because offensively didn't really do that much. Seven points, three of seven from the floor, ho-hum. Uh, but the big thing when Oklahoma City is playing Portland is who's going to stop Dame Lillard? Who's going to not allow Dame Lillard to go off? And Lou Dort did an incredible job, in my opinion, on it. I mean, Dame had 26 points. He hit two or three threes late, uh, but he was 8 of 22 from the floor, Jerry. So, I mean, Lou on both ends of the floor was just making Portland uh, work for it and counterbalanced just enough with his scoring uh, just to help out Oklahoma City's chances. I mean, a couple of those shots towards the end. It was the five points there towards the end. It was just Dame, uh, you know, when it's clutch time. That's that's all it was. So, you know, subtract that five, and that's 21 points on, like, 20 shots. He had, he had to take 20 shots to get 21 points. It's pretty damn impressive. And uh, I don't, I, I don't think the Dame really wanted to uh, have anything to do with uh, Lou Dort in the second and third quarter. You could just sort of see him getting away from it. Uh, obviously, that Simon's kid was having a fantastic night, and he really didn't have to worry about it too much. But I, you know, uh, Dort did do a admirable job. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, Dame almost has thirty points, and you know, he hits a couple of shots there, and you're thinking, oh man. This is going to be a point where, you know, Lillard is that guy in the last couple of minutes that can just put a team on his back, and that's why he gets the credit that he does. That's why he gets to make signature shoes and what have you is because he is that dude. So, yeah, I mean, I think Lou Dort got a little bit of a uh, – Ed Malloy wasn't having much of it, though. Uh, you know, and he was uh, – was it? there was a couple of fouls there you could see, and uh, it was really surprised me that they actually did uh, turn that – foul at the end of the game there I, the coach's challenge uh, that that really did surprise me that that went uh, in the Thunder's way Matt got emotional on that foul call on which one? on the uh, foul on the the, the, the Dort that Mark yeah. Dagnall yeah, yeah Mark Dagnall won a challenge I think it's the second time he's won a coach's challenge this season right. I, could, I could be wrong but yeah it was a, it was one of those instances where Lou Dort clearly hits the ball and nothing but the ball and Quite frankly, there were like a pl- there's probably two other plays in that game uh, earlier on where Dame Lillard just gets the benefit of being the superstar over Lou Dort. Where I mean, Lou Dort doesn't touch him, but Dame is a good actor and was able to get the call anyway. But in that moment, 
Thankfully, it went Oklahoma City's way because if that had gone Portland's way, would have been a little interesting. But Lou Dort overall, you know, just continues his stellar level of play, whether it's offense or defense. Hey guys, real quick, I'm going to go ahead and leave you guys for a little bit, but I will come back in the uh, second uh, segment. Uh, Mark uh, Dagnall is at the podium. Thank you, Jerry. We'll talk to you in a second. Ask the tough questions. Anyway, Brady, I wanted to ask you, so you brought up the point that if Damian Willard gets to the line, he had three free throw attempts. That would, at the, I believe the, t- the score at the time was, what, 123 to 117? Yep. So let's say he makes all three of those. It's definitely, at that point, 123 to 120. Do you think that if, like, and SGA continues to get to the line, he was not making any of those free throws down the stretch. Big yikes on that. Where do you see the outcome of this game leading if those um, events were to occur? Well, the interesting thing was just going to be, because I think at that point, what was there, like 26 seconds left on the yeah. clock? So that's that's more than enough time to make up a three-point difference. And yes, Portland's just going to immediately foul. It's more than likely going to go to SGA, who the Thunder are going to give the ball to. But we saw SGA miss like what three or four free throws late it ultimately never was one of four yeah it never really to me like watching it live it never felt like oh my gosh they're in absolute danger of choking this win Uh, even though dame lillard's on the other side and he's hitting all these turnaround fadeaway threes in people's faces it just it never felt like they're not going to lose this game so i think in a more condensed high pressure situation christine like you're describing i feel like they're to I have the confidence SG would have hit those free throws. Um, this is basically the Shaq philosophy of I'll hit them when they count. Right. So like those free throws, yeah, we can look at that and just go like, oh, we can criticize it all we want because it's cute and everything. But if the game literally came down to a Shea Gilds Alexander free throw, I'm going to put my money on him hitting that clutch free throw. But I could be wrong. I am too. I don't think. I mean, obviously, it's a concern. You you have you got to make those. You, you got to make those. There's there's no excuse, but uh, given in that that he missed them tonight, going forward, if he's put into a situation like that again, I have I have confidence that Shale Shale redeem himself. It was weird, you know. I feel because I feel like he's pretty consistent from the free throw line usually, so I was kind of shocked. I don't want to say shocked because that's an overstatement, but I was slightly surprised whenever I saw him missing free throw after free throw. I thought he was better than that. I don't know if he was just... 5 of 10 from the foul line tonight. Weird. Considering how awesome he was all over the place. (laughs) Right. That's what I'm saying. Like he He was doing so well on every other spot on the floor that it was weird that that was just kind of one spot in his game that was lacking. I mean, the last thing Oklahoma City fans want to see is a uh, all-star level point guard just, for whatever reason, just start missing random free throws because uh, <laughs> Russell Westbrook went from an 82-83% free throw shooter for his career to a 60-50-40% guy, and it was so hard to watch. Yeah. Just all because he couldn't walk to the, uh, to the midcourt line. Isaiah Roby, though, 7 of 7 free throws tonight. I guess before we get into the player of the game, uh, before we get out of the first segment, let's talk about Isaiah Roby because I want to I want to save Darius Baisley uh, for the second segment. Uh, we I guess real quick on Isaiah Roby, just I'll ask you guys a quick question and I'll start with you, Matt. Is Isaiah Roby a good young prospect to kind of like keep your eye on, or is he simply scoring because he's a starter? He's going to be out there a lot, and somebody has to score. 
No, I, def- I definitely think he's someone to keep your eye on, but I, it's, it's not going to be like keep your eye on and he's going to start for this team in the future. I think he can come off the bench and be a good role player, um, but as far as you know, being the future at that like center, small center position for the Thunder, um, I, I don't, I don't see it. But hey, who knows? He's what twenty two, twenty three. I think Joe Masato from the Oklahoma put out. Uh, tonight with George Hill out with the uh, uh, what was it a sprained finger or something, something like that yeah. some some X he had a, a negative X ray so he's fine it's day to day but Isaiah Roby was the oldest member of the starting really? five right so, yeah okay, so he's probably what 24, 24 so yeah. I mean he's he's still young but as far as being like a key contributor and like hey he, you're going to be our starting center I I don't see that but he could he could be a good role player going forward. And before you talk, Christine, it is important to remember he was going up against Ennis Cantor, who we know is a defensive like juggernaut. But same question. Yeah. So here's what I will say about Isaiah Roby. I believe that his stats look so good right now because he has been starting the past two games. But with that said, when I watch him play, I think he has immense potential. So it's not like it's coming from a, for me, it's not coming from a place of, oh, he's only doing good because he's starting. No, he's only putting up these bigger numbers than we're used to seeing him do because he is getting more time. But what he's doing with that time is being at the right place at the right time, knowing how to space himself on the floor and defensively making sure he stays locked in and being near the rim. And then offensively, just playing around his guys, making sure that he's in the right spot on the offense, kind of like I said before, but making sure he's, correct in that ball movement and then going to the rim when possible and really picking his shot I mean he was four of 11 tonight so not super efficient but he kind of he made up for it at the three throw line for sure so I had to give it to him I think he's been making the most of his minutes that he's been getting with the Thunder the past two nights or not two nights but the past two games and that's something you can build upon moving forward so I do see him kind of being a slight I don't want to say X factor, but you know, like a slight contributor moving forward for the Thunder. And I do think that he has a lot of potential to keep moving up and keep improving. But I do believe that his stats going up are basically just attributed to getting more time. Yeah, and we'll we'll find all this. You know, we'll find out more. Especially, I, I think it's fair to say that when and if Al Horford comes back into the lineup, that Isaiah Roby has played his way into a consistent b- a guy off the bench. I think he's oh, a doubt. certainly earned that mm-hmm. right, and he's going to get a lot of numbers on his box sheet by virtue of the fact that he just hustles his tail off. Yeah. So, I mean, and like you said, he found himself in the right place at the right time by getting rebounds tonight and then, and then just popping the ball out to extend possessions. But before we get out of the first segment, guys, let us go ahead and name our Thunder Player of the Game. Now, the Franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. Christine, go first. I'm going to go with the layup. It's got to be Mike Muscala for me. Like, the dude went 6 of 10 from the three-point line. That's all I have to say. He was hitting them when that mattered, scored 23 points total, and was 8 of 12 from field goal range. So he was just everywhere offensively, making sure that he was keeping his shot hot, keeping his wrist, the flick of the wrist, just right there at the right time. So I think he, I, and I think he needed it, frankly. He's been kind of in a, I don't want to say dry spell, but he's been in a, little bit stagnant the past few games and I think he needed a night like this and he very well deserved it and so he's my player of the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. I don't think it can be anyone but Mike Muscala tonight. Um, for all the all the reasons you just said, 
And he was crucial because the Blazers were like making a comeback whenever they were out there. And then Mike Muscala just catches fire right. and just kind of separates again for the, just in time for the starters to come back in. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's Mike Muscala for me. Good, good, good on Mike. And I think we have Jerry back. Jerry, do you want to go ahead and throw a different name out there? Or are you going Muscala as well? I mean, Muscala is the obvious answer, and I literally just got off the, you know, the availability with Mark Degnan. He talked about it, uh, what Christine was talking about, how uh, he didn't shoot well over the weekend. That's what what uh, Coach said, and so uh, he shows up and uh, just put the work in, and, and yeah, a couple went through, and the next thing you know, he's Dirk Nowitzki. Wow, I guess this is going to be the like everybody bookmarked this because we're all going Mike Muscala, and I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. Hey. Congratulations, Mike Muscala. If he can do it, we can do it. <laughs> A little golf clap for old Mikey Musk. There you go. 107.7 The Franchise. This is the First Take Thunder Post Game Show. Christine Butterfield, Matt Burton, Jerry Ramsey, Brady Trantham here. We got you for another 30 to 40 minutes talking about this exciting Thunder victory over the Portland Trail Blazers, 125-122. All that and more. Stay tuned here on 107.7 The Franchise. The Thunder said, I don't care about your tanking business. I don't care. I just want to win basketball games. And that's exactly what they did. They defeat the Portland Trailblazers a day after Dame Lillard releases his or announces the, the at some point, release of a shoe where it's going to be in Oklahoma City colors uh, in commemoration of his 50-point game where he eliminated the Thunder uh, t- two seasons ago in a first-round series because I guess we give out... I guess we give out trophies for first-round uh, victories now, but Oklahoma City has won this day at least, 125 to 122. My goodness, my goodness, where do we begin? Well, we already began in the first segment, so don't worry. If you want to tune into that, don't worry. You can listen to the OKC82 podcast as we'll take this entire show and put it up there on the podcast feed for you. Uh, but I am Brady Trantham. That is Christine Butterfield. Uh, Jerry Ramsey is sitting somewhere, I think, with his clothes on at his uh, illustrious Edmund estate, and Matt Burton is over there pressing buttons. Let's make... not just assume that Jerry has clothes on. Well, Let's I just, not. there are probably kids listening, so... Uh... There's not. It is uh, after dark. It is first take post game after dark, so this is when the real nitty-gritty happens, so let's get gritty. You, you, huh? you, are, just, you are just turning your back on our European listeners. How dare you? That's, yes, I am. I I apologize in guten Schach or whatever that is. I don't know. Guten Morgan, as Dennis okay. Schroeder would say. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. We've been really mean about Darius Baisley, right? We've, we, we've been kind of critical of him. Yeah. Um, before we get really into his game tonight, which I, he played phenomenal on both ends of the floor, I want to walk everybody through his last handful of performances and we're going to go all the way back to that new orleans game where frankly he didn't play well in that game either but everybody remembers the fact that he scored 11 points in the first three or four minutes of the third quarter ended up having i think 20 points on eight of 15 shooting eight of 16 shooting or what have you Uh, so a weird game but he helped the thunder win that game on the road against the pelicans but since then guys um we all know he hasn't scored a lot so i'm just going to name i'm going to rattle off his uh uh his attempts and his makes since that New Orleans game. So, two of nine, two of six, four of 14, one of five, three of 12, five of 11, three of eight. Last game against the Clippers, four of seven, not bad. 
And then tonight, 6 of 11 for 19 points, 3 of 6 from the three-point line, 4 of 6 from the free throw line, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, played some salty little defense. And Jerry, since I can't see you, I'll start with you. Uh, it, it, it goes without saying that the Thunder absolutely need Darius Baisley, especially when there's no Al Horford, especially when there's no George Hill. Uh, we know SGA is going to give you something. We assume Lou Dort will give you something on either offense or defense. It's been both the last few games. The bench can usually give you one guy at least to give you some scoring, but the Thunder need Darius Baisley to score. And I thought tonight, one of the large reasons why they were able to build a 17-point lead as early in the second quarter uh, was in part because of Darius Baisley's shot-making and shot-taking. Oh, just made, just came out aggressive, right? And a couple went through. Uh, that's what you and then you know there were a couple that were just easy for him uh, to the rim you know and then the lob from Shea for that dunk I mean he he got sweating he got going early and so yeah a couple of uh, buckets dropped for him uh, you know he, he played and then he, he kind of went away for a little bit we saw him in the second and third quarter just sort of uh, fall back into place but he, he was around and chipped in after that uh, really hot start that he had. And uh, he's going to need to be more consistent. Uh, you would have loved in a night like tonight where all the shots and opportunities were there for him to get into the 20s, 19 points, that's good. Uh, seven rebounds, that's good. But he's not supposed to be a good player. He's supposed to be one of the best players uh, on this core. So that you still, tonight was a very good night for him, getting out of a little bit of a slump. But he's going to need something to bust through to uh, be one of those big-time core guys. I mean, Christine, was it simply just him being more aggressive? Because, like, frankly, like, no disrespect, Jerry, but he starts off aggressive every single game in terms of he looks to make a shot, and it's usually a three-point shot, and the last five or six games he has not made that first shot, and it's really bled into the rest of the game. Now, I'm not going to read that much into it. Uh, to me, it's just a young player going through a, a tough stretch, Christine, but... Uh, at least tonight, I saw the same aggression that I see. It's just it, the ball simply went in. No, I I completely agree with you, Brady, because here's what I see from Darius Baisley from night to night. He starts off aggressive. He'll get, you know, one or two, three shots, shot attempts from behind the arc and then attack the rim once. And if he doesn't make two of three of those, he is not going to continue to be aggressive offensively for a while. And that is such an issue in basketball because you have to have such a short-term memory. We talk about it all the time. Basketball is one of those games that you need to have a short-term memory. It's not football where you know, you're know you probably going to be off the field for about five minutes and you can regroup and really think about everything and go back. No. In basketball, especially in the NBA, you probably have a maximum of 30 seconds before you're back on offense. So Darius Baisley just needs to do better at not being frustrated when he misses a shot. I mean, I mean, even though he hasn't been efficient for the past couple of games and maybe he was shooting a little bit too much, at least he was trying because when he goes through these dry spells of, oh, I didn't make a shot in the beginning, so I'm just going to be quiet offensively and then try to get back on defense, I don't think that he's very effective at that point, and I think that's why he was going through kind of a rut because he just wasn't getting out of his own head. He falls. He falls out of line. He just that. that that's kind of what happens with him. Is is that he goes early, tries to figure out his stuff. Either does or does not, and then he gets kind of out of the way and spaces for other people. Uh, unfortunately for the Oklahoma City Thunder, he doesn't contribute in other ways. He doesn't you know pile up assists. He doesn't go grab uh, rebounds. 
Uh, and so that that's where he just sort of like disappears and falls in. He's going to have to find a, a way to contribute when he's not scoring. And, uh, and you know, maybe come across a couple of buckets while he's out there doing that. Maybe he gets a put-back dunk or, you know, maybe he gets uh, an assist off of a loose ball or whatever. But that that's where he's trying to find his space now is how can he contribute when he's not scoring? Because I'll agree with both of you guys. Whenever it's not going down, he does just sort of like, okay, well, you know, let's just see what else, what other people can do. Well, I like I like the contributing in other ways. I mean, the seven rebounds, not... not not the highest, but he he averages around seven or eight uh, rebounds over the last six seven games. Um, he, overall, he's a nine rebound scorer this season, leading the th- leading the Thunder in rebounds. So I'm glad that that's at least stayed relatively consistent. That he's still a force, so to speak, given the expectations of a young player like Darius Baisley on the glass, and especially like if the shot's not going to fall then please do something, A. And B, if the shot is going to fall like it did tonight, then it just it equates to an overall really good performance. And then when he has to defend either Carmelo Anthony, who, and I mean, credit to him, he had 22 points, albeit on 21 shots. Uh, <laughs> um, when he has to defend guys like that, it, it's not like the same defensive responsibility, Matt, that he's been given the last handful of games where he's playing like the first or second best player right. on the opposing team. And it's just clear that... I just he's just not ready for that yet. Right. No, he's not. And uh man, Bay's he's he's the the consistency is gonna come with experience, right? He's still only his second year. Um that's my that's my biggest thing. He's been in this rut, you know, he he just doesn't have that consistency consistency yet that he's gonna have uh going forward. Um I liked that he was aggressive. He's still he's still good for one or two of those where he he drives in he gets to the lane and then he's like should I should he I pass it should one. I shoot it should I I, yeah. I don't know what to do ah, okay I'll just throw something up he airballed he's good the, for uh, about one or two one or two of those a game he got lost in uh, did you see that Christine or he got he got to the rim and I think he thought Isaiah Roby was going to be in that spot because he kind of just laid the ball up in midair without <laughs> attempting to hit the rim even though he right. was a foot away. And it just ended up being an ugly, like, oh, that was a pass, but it's going to go down as a shot, and you you airballed it right in front of the rim. But I think Roby got the ball back, and the Thunder eventually scored because, again, they couldn't miss tonight. So, Darius, good to see you on the good side of the coin for the first time in what seems like a month. But uh, before we get to the tank mayor of the game, guys, I do want to highlight that while the Thunder's defense was, it was good. And I thought at times it was uh, very good uh, if we want to get deep into adjectives. But uh, they they forced the Trailblazers into a lot of shot attempts. They weren't very efficient with them, so that's, of course, going to equate into good defense. But if you look at the scoring for Portland, they had one, two, three, four guys score over 20 points. So I already said Melo with 22 points, 9 of 21. Shooting Dame Lillard, 26 points, 8 of 22. Uh, uh, Gary Trent Jr., 22 points on 9 of 17. And then Anthony Simons, uh, 26 points in 29 minutes, 10 of 17 from the floor. I mean, Jerry, do you you just chalk that up too? Because it really seems like a lot of these shots went down when Portland was in absolute desperation mode in the second half. And credit to them for coming back. That's what they're supposed to do. But... Uh, I thought the Thunder defense, even though even when you look at the box score and see four 20, 20 point scores, I thought it was one of the better defensive performances that we've seen over over the last month and a half or so from this team. 
I've seen some of it, and then I saw some of it when they were scrambling. That's where Simons gets a bunch of his buckets. That's when Trenton gets a bunch of his buckets in the third and fourth quarter whenever they, you know, start to scramble a little bit in that second unit. I mean, remember, they're coming off. Both teams are coming off back-to-back, so both of them are tired. But, you know, go to the Thunder bench, and that talent drops off quite a bit. And so the consistency of trying to, you know, keep uh, Carmelo Anthony or, like I said, Simons was going or Gary Trent, uh, junior, it's it's gonna it's gonna waver a little bit. So I think that's where yes, defensively they did play well at certain points, but there were there were times when you could see them sort of scrambling and just like okay, here we go. Uh, let's see how far how far we can outscore these guys. And that's what happened tonight. They outscored the Portland Trailblazers, and Portland ran out of time because they were coming back pretty hard. Yeah, and the other kind of interesting thing, Christine, just so we're still talking about the Thunder's defense, is I I thought right before this game started, you, you already know there's no Al Horford, so you know Isaiah Roby's going to play a lot. The Thunder are already a small team anyway. I thought Ennis Kanter was going to feast. I thought this yeah. was going to be a game where Ennis Kanter was just going to have like 25 points, you know, 18 rebounds, and the former Thunder... Big yeah, man. 22 rebounds. 22 rebounds. Incredible. Yeah, 22. Seven 22 offensive rebounds. rebounds. Seven <laughs> offensive rebounds. <laughs> but, only thir- but only 13 points and 10 shot attempts. So, I mean, maybe it was just because Portland fell behind so quickly. Maybe that was very much part of their game plan was to feed Canner. But uh, for whatever reason, the Thunder never allowed that to happen, Christine. And that's something that they have to be cognizant of every game is that every team is, of course, going to try and shoot threes and just out-athlete the Thunder. But one way you can defeat this team is just by realizing they're small. So let's just do it the old-fashioned way and just beat them in the paint. And the Thunder did not allow that to happen with a very talented uh, paint scorer in Ennis Canner. Yeah, I thought they did a good job of uh, kind of stacking the lane. I, they kind of, even though they did man for most of the game, they did the man hybrid zone where they were kind of staying closer to the lane when uh, off ball. When, when they're guarding someone that was off ball, they could kind of sneak into the lane a little bit more, which I think helped a lot with the whole Enos Cantor situation. And I mean, I thought that rebounding was going to be an issue for the Thunder tonight, and it kind of was. I remember there was one play specifically where the Portland Trailblazers got three consecutive offensive rebounds and was just able to put one back up. And in that moment, I was irate because... That should never happen to any team. Like you, like a, like second chance rebounds are fine, but having that third chance rebound that's ridiculous. So, I mean, that was one play, and they kind of were able to remedy that later on. But overall, their defense was moving really well and really sound, and that's exactly what you want to be seeing from a young core, someone that they need the chemistry to be on the whole time for them to stand a chance in winning these games. And when their defense moves as one as it did tonight, that's when you're going to see them have success. Boy, twenty-two rebounds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's that's what, we talking, what we were talking about, Isaiah Roby earlier, and that's why I don't. He's not going to ever be your starting center. Like no. he is not. He's undersized for that. Ennis Cantor had seven offensive rebounds tonight. That's that's just the way Thunder too had many. Nine as a team. I know that's what Ennis Cantor does, but that's just that's way too many. Yeah, but but again, like if you're, now, the I'm not th- saying Isaiah, Isaiah Roby's bad, obviously, but but we were talking about can he be like. Your your starter going forward or anything like that? No, he's going to yeah. be a role player. He can offer you something off the bench, but not not starting. Not no. Yeah, but this is where you credit the Thunder, where 
probably more games than not they're going to be out rebounded. You just hope that it's not such a substantial number that you look at a a game that you lose, you know, by one or two possessions and you get out rebounded by fifteen or fifteen or sixteen rebounds. And it's like, well, look at all those empty possessions, those points that you left on the table. Uh, they had forty. The Thunder had forty three rebounds as a team, nine offensive. Like I said, uh, Portland only had 49, 14 offensive rebounds. So it wasn't that much of a discrepancy between the two teams. But, yes, the Thunder won. But we all know what the important thing is this season. It's to embrace the tank, try to get Cade Cunningham. So, even though the Thunder won, we are going our, we're going to try our hardest, everybody, to find our Thunder tank commander of the game. We're good! Tanking! Yeah! Tanking through the quad and into the gymnasium. Come on, everybody! Jerry, this one's gonna be hard, so I'm gonna start with you. Oh, this piece of cake. What do you mean it's gonna be hard? Is it Teo Maladon? That would be Shay Miss Free Throws Alexander. Oh, S G A. Oh my goodness! Listen, and and all the homeless people and the people that need housing in Portland, uh, there were plenty of bricks put up for them to start putting things together. As Shay goes to the line to try to ice this thing, and ends up just and you can see him shaking his head and line driving stuff to go in, crossing his fingers. And thank goodness the Oklahoma City Thunder had given enough of a cushion, and the more cushion, the better the pushing. Uh, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think, I think someone smart said that Ugh. once. Yes. So, uh, anyway, that, my friend, he was trying to, to get it to the point where Dame Lillard could come back and make shoes for this game. So, yes, your tank commander uh, of the game is uh, SGA. Christine? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree on this one. Even though his, you know, like when you look at everything he did tonight besides that, he was one of the best players on the court, but... He missed. He was three of eight from the three throw line in the last thirty one seconds of the game. Like that alone is just in in clutch time when you need him to be on, and he's just completely off. He tried to take. He tried to take. Exactly. He, he said he's like, guys, I talked to Sam Presti, and like I kind <laughs> he of really have wants to, to miss lose a couple one, of these. But like we're making it look believable because we we kind of kept the game like in a in he's, a good spot. He's not looking forward to that flight to Phoenix. But I have to try. Where Sam is just like screaming at him. Even though I don't know if they're gonna, the I don't know if they're going to get an ice cream sandwich. I don't know. <laughs> After the game, no Capri Suns for Presti's you. Presti's going to be like, dude, what am I supposed to do now? Who am I supposed to talk to into tanking these days? Same Apparently, he'll have to move on to Poku. Speak of the devil, SGA now available for. Uh, Player availability. So I'll, I'll ask around. him a question. Yeah. I dare you. Are you going to ask the hard questions? Ask me a question. I dare you. Ask SGA a question. I mean, I'm already on the. I'm already on the call with you guys, and it's twelve twelve. Yeah, I'm d- sorry, SGA took so damn long. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. don't let them uh, silence you, Jerry. Uh, Matt, anybody else? Um, 
I, I will let you I will let you go because we're gonna have the same one and I don't want to ruin your I don't want to ruin the setup yeah I made a rule once the season started that anytime Justin Jackson plays in a game <laughs> that he's gonna be my Thunder Tank commander of a game damn mine's is, usually Kendrick Williams and he is he is the <laughs> Sam Presti do plant. It. he is the Sam Presti agent he he got inserted in the game earlier than we're normally expected <laughs> yeah. to see first him first quarter minutes because Sam saw how that first quarter went and was like uh uh-uh. uh no Justin go out there and do your thing and Justin's like I got you and he tried he didn't. Yeah, he had an okay game, but anytime he plays, he's my tank commander of the game. Yeah, no, agreed. And he's a Tar Heel, so <laughs> that really does it for me. <sighs> oh boy, old rivalries run deep. Do you guys realize what's going on with uh, Poku and Aaron Baines right now? Oh yeah, free throws, man. None of them. What? <laughs> what are they doing? Like, and I saw what? Poku a couple of times. Looked like he was going to drive. And then it's like, nope, nope. Well, Jerry, do you want to do you want to join us for the third and final segment coming up? Because uh, I would like to sit on that for the third segment. Oh my gosh, you're going to sit on something? Yes. Just well, wait. we go, here. Then I'm going to leave right now and get in on the Shea thing, and then I'll join you after the Shea. Yes. You want to hear Shea talk? What? All right. See you guys in a minute. <laughs> that is Christine Butterfield. Jerry Ramsey is cowering away in his Edmund estate waiting to talk on the computer to Shea Gillis Alexander. That is Matt Burton producing. I am Brady Trantham. This is the first take. I almost screwed it up because Christine's looking at me. This is the first In honor take. of Madison. You there, almost screwed it up. There you go. Madison Morris, shout out. This is the first take Thunder postgame show. I want to send points out of the franchise. The Thunder of Lane Waste to the Portland Trailblazers because they don't care about draft picks. They don't care about Cade Cunningham. Because, hey, the Miami Heat and the Houston Rockets suck, so they got their pick swap, so the Thunder can win as many games as they want. They can probably still get a top three pick anyway, so who cares? Do you guys know what the Thunder's record is right now? They're seven and nine. Six and nine. Oh, they're six and nine. I thought they I were six they're and nine. Seven, they're seven and nine. Oh, seven. now? Oh, no. They're, they're seven and nine. Never mind. It's not nice anymore. Damn. Yeah, it was cute for a while, but now, like, we got to you know, start treating them with adult gloves. No more kid gloves. In the first quarter, they went six and nine from three point range. I saw that. I was pumped about it. Now, that is tasty. That is tasty. But that is the voice of Jerry Ramsey. That is Christine Butterfield, Matt Burton. Brady Trantham, first take Thunder post game show. Oklahoma City beats Portland to one twenty five to one twenty two behind a godlike performance by Mike Muscala. SGA with a good performance as well until he had to shoot some free throws late. Darius Baisley has a little good comeback game. Lou Dort plays great defense against Dame Lillard, and Hamadou Diallo still does not pass when he gets into the paint in a full head of steam. But let's take a little break from this game because Matt Burton is so excited to bring you around. The association. So excited, but also very sorry, Brady, because I'm just going to start off. I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, it's a bad fourth quarter. Just do it. I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off. The, the, Brick, the Brooklyn Nets beat the Miami Heat tonight, 98 to 85. That's right, 85. Again, like the Thunder can 85 total they basketball want, points. The Heat have just decided, nah, like we're, we're not going to play this year. Still no, still no this- Jimmy Butler, but, uh, whew. Duncan was Robinson this game played in 1998? <laughs> right, yeah. Yes, they were playing the, the Bad Boy Pistons team. The Eastern Conference playing. second round in 2006. <laughs> Brady, I'm I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. But also, Thunder fans are not sorry because pick swap. There you go. 
That's thinking. That's thinking with your brain. Oh yeah, but also only like not even twenty games in the season. So, uh, the Pacers hosted the Toronto Raptors tonight and got the victory, one twenty nine to one fourteen. Nothing. No. All right. Cool. Snoozer. Snoozer. The Tampa cool. Bay Raptors. Did uh, Sabonis get hurt? Because he only played, yeah. he only played eleven minutes. So, he's yeah. he's fine. Like he, he just didn't return to the game, but he'll be fine. He's fine. He just didn't career didn't high, career high for Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, is that that, that do anything for you? Malcolm Brogdon, that's player yeah, in the, he's yeah. very, the most Virginia high. most Virginia player yeah. ever. I mean, he's still a Virginian. <laughs> He's a for sure. He's a vir- vir- okay, he's a Virginia. Okay, wow. This yeah. is post yeah. game after dark. He's a vegan. Oh, I get it. He's a vegan. Yes, thank you. <laughs> the Orlando Magic got a win, one seventeen to one hundred eight over the Charlotte Hornets tonight. Scary Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward both had twenty four. The most underrated player in the league, Nikola Vucevic, 28, 12 rebounds and seven assists. As Michael Cage would say, he's an all star, folks. He's an all star, folks. <laughs> Uh, Jerry, good news. Detroit oh, Pistons. Oh, good news. Detroit Pistons get the win, one nineteen to one hundred four over the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. This is Jeremy Grant's team now. This it is, is so Grant. convenient that Jerry's here when they win. Right, they're four and thirteen. He's and conveniently <laughs> never he here stays when they for lose. Association. Yeah, weird how that happens. Jeremy Did you Grant. see the little dust up with uh, Jackson and uh, Ben Simmons with Josh Jackson and Ben Simmons? I did. Did said you're uh, just, you're something, man. You're something. Yeah, Shut he, up. He, infor- he informed him of what he thought he was. <laughs> right. and it starts with a B. <laughs> and uh, Delon Wright led the uh, led everyone in scoring tonight, just as everyone thought. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers get a win in Cleveland. That's right, LeBron in his return to Cleveland, forty six eight boards and six assists for LeBron James. What James Brown? Incredible. Incredible. He's just so good. He did the chalk thing. He did it. He did it's it. A, like 8,000 people in that arena. He did the Which he did is, the thing. you know, that, that's safe. Rogers, do the double check. Um, he's the, not doing it he's anymore. He's not anymore. Uh, the Dallas... Sorry, Todd. Sorry, Dylan. My bad, guys. Uh, I know I know they're up listening to this right now. So. Uh, Denver Nuggets get a win in Dallas tonight, 117-113. to 113. Uh, 30 points and 8 boards for Michael Porter Jr. No assists, though. So, huh. Selfish. Here's the, here's the real question. Is Michael Porter Jr. going to take the vaccine? <laughs> doubtful. Very doubtful. It's easier to shoot on a flat earth. Um, <laughs> did you see Doncic's numbers? 35 points, 16 assists, 11 boards. Not not terrible. Not terrible. Guy can play. Guy can play a little bit. Uh, The Boston Celtics beat the Chicago Bulls tonight in Chicago, 119 to 103. Uh, Jalen Brown, 26 points to lead the Celtics in scoring, and Zach Levine with 30 to lead the Bulls. Jalen Brown's been on a tear these past couple games. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Nope, nothing. Love no that one. For All him. right, cool. No, love it for All right, him. The, it's late for everyone. I know. I'll just read this real quick. The uh, Golden State Warriors uh, got a win at home against the Minnesota Timberwolves, one thirty to one oh eight. Thirty points from Malik Beasley had a uh, had a busy offseason. Malik, Be- Malik Beasley, the poor guy. 
He's more of a number one, guy, not a number one overall pick. Anthony Edwards had this tremendous dunk. Still does not start for the Timberwolves. You tell me what the hell's going on. <laughs> the taking Timberwolves back lose. again. They're trying to get the number one pick again. Just kidding. Golden State owns their pick. But I, I think it's protected anyways. 36 points from Steph Curry. and uh, Always use protection. <laughs> Post game after dark. <laughs> <laughs> and that was around the association. Thank you so much for that, Matt. You're so very welcome. Always, always beautiful to hear your voice. Jerry, speaking yeah. of, speaking of protection, um, and <laughs> since you're still with us, Sorry, I just <laughs> I just woke up. I was sitting here like Bernie Sanders, uh-huh. <laughs> and my arms crossed. You, you, so you're chilling. only wearing mittens right now, is what you're saying. That's it. Jerry said this could have been an email. <laughs> Absolutely, this could have been a podcast too, which it is. Uh, and it can be. Yeah, it, it still is. All right, it, it will yeah. always be in the podcast atmosphere from now until the end of time, but. Uh, Jerry, we talked about it. We teased it in the last segment. We get a few more minutes on here on the First Take Thunder post game show. But Pogushevsky, not shooting free throws, not ideal for your young first round pick that you moved up a few spots to get. What do you say, Jerry? No, or do you mean not ideal? You're talking about a guy who's seven foot that he hasn't shot a free throw yet? He's supposed to be mixing it up. It's the Sabonis uh, curse. Favorite things this weekend was whenever he's inside and he wasn't sure if he was supposed to uh, check Zubek or not, and so Zubac, whatever, and he moves the, to the perimeter to give uh, uh, Zubac a, a wide open dunk uh, inside. This guy, like this guy, is clueless inside right now, and uh, you know, has I think somebody described his jumper as a lawn chair. A folding lawn chair, which is, it, I, I like that description of what it is. He seems to be comfortable. He grabs the rebound. I saw a real vicious rebound from him, uh, bringing the ball up. But uh, the brother's going to have to mix it up. I mean, th- that's all there is to it. And I understand that he is old enough. He's only old enough to drink Sunny D, uh, and he's only allowed to have two a day. But still, this kid is going to have to get in there and start mixing it up with the big boys. Christine, do you have any advanced analytics on players uh, shooting their their performance from the floor with undershirts? You know, I really should take account into this. We need to get some numbers. Frankly, I got so confused tonight, like just offhandedly looking at whether the player was Mike Muscala or Oleski Pokashevsky. What with are you the trying to say? Uh, I'm saying, here's what I'm saying. I thought that, like, there would be, like, a couple plays where I thought Poku went off, and then I realized, oh, no, it was Mike Muscala. Makes way more sense. Why did I think that Poku would ever do anything productive? So, I, at this point, whenever I watch Poku play, I just hope he doesn't get injured. <laughs> that's that's all I really can hope for for him, because he cannot contest down low, defensively or offensively, because he just looks, like Jerry said, uncomfortable. I'm trying to think of, like, I've kind of... I don't want to say, like, what's the word? Like, I've, like, like not metaphorized, but, like. Analyzed. No. What's analogy. The, analogy. Thank you, what Jerry. The, what the French call a Family certain. Family feud. Good answer. Good answer. answer. Good answer. Uh, I have. How do you spell analogy? A-N-A. Well, wait, wait. Analogy, oh. L O G Y. There Analogy. you go. There we go. Uh, We're here to educate. But I feel like he just looks like a deer on the floor trying to walk for the first time. Like he doesn't know where to put his limbs. He doesn't know which way is up, and he just keeps falling down. Ah, oh, my extremities is what Pokashevsky is probably thinking half the time. 
The guy that was drafted. Like said, the guy that was drafted 17th overall, 19 years old, and drafted as a project isn't lighting the world on fire. Oh my goodness! I know. Let's all freak out. Like I, I said, this weekend I saw him grab just a monster rebound. I thought, okay, this kid's starting to feel his oats. And listen, I know I'm the only one on the show who's had teenagers, and at that <laughs> age, they think they know everything, and so they go off and do crazy stuff. And right now. This is a False Creek teenager. Like he needs to, <laughs> he needs to get into some stuff. He needs to pick up a cigarette, like in that fanny pack. Somebody put uh, a pack of cool Filter Kings in there for him. Get this kid a tattoo. I mean, we <laughs> need him and Roby. Roby is never going to be anything big until he gets his first tattoo. Just that baby face of his, and he was the older one on there. Jerry, do you I'm think? Just, do you think that yes. Poku is going through his temper tantrum? teenager phase or is he like in the moody don't talk to me phase no i you know, i think he listens to my yeah, chemical no, I think romance he to, yes <laughs> i listen to I my chemical romance to, okay <laughs> let's stop with the black parade <laughs> iconic whenever his dad took him to go see uh what was a marching band uh he never forgot. that's what they're all doing go. they're just sit, they're just sitting there talking about when they went to the marching band when he got drafted but black no the, i mean they need to get into. They need to get into some business. They need to. There needs to be a little pushing, a little shoving, right? Me and, me and Brady. Were actually, I don't know if he can physically do that though. He he would get destroyed by somebody. Me and Brady were actually talking about this earlier. He does. You're right, Jerry. He needs some tattoos, and I, I think agree. he needs to go like full Birdman, Chris you, Anderson tattoos. I think he needs at least a sleeve. And no. we said like like how how Chris Chris Anderson has Free Bird tattooed on his neck. Poku needs Free Serb. On there, on there. <laughs> Serbian. Uh, Serbian. You get, no, it. Look, you get it. He's going to physically mature. He's going to get bigger. He's going to get faster. He's going to get better at whatever the Thunder have projected for him. Like, I have no doubt he's going to make improvements. But I am just fascinated. Like, what does he look like in year three, year four when he's just been around NBA players, NBA culture? What does the haircut look like? What does the style look like? Is there a sleeve on his arm? I mean, look at the transformation Steven Adams had. From his rookie year to his third year, it was a completely different yep. looking human being. So, uh, it's going to be a fun little time capsule uh, two or three years down the road. Poku's going to look like a uh, seven foot tall Tyler Hero. Well, That's what he's going to be. Well, let's not invoke the name of Tyler Hero here. The illustrated man with his first supermodel. <laughs> uh. That's I can't wait. Weird. I cannot wait. For Poku to get on IG. He's going to date his first no. IG model. I'm going to be so happy for him. <laughs> I'm going to be... I'm rooting for him so hard. He's going to be... No, like, is Poku ever going to be on ESPN The Body magazine? I hope not. <laughs> I would not be into that. Not for the next couple of years, hopefully. <laughs> he, he'll, like, stand behind a tree. They call me the ribcage. I don't understand why. All my teammates just call me ribcage. <laughs> final, Lanky Lecky. Final thoughts on this win, Christine. Any? Uh, it's amazing what players do when they all score, <laughs> right? I mean, like you think about it. Every player that went in tonight for the Thunder scored. That doesn't happen very often for this team, and so when they're all able to have a positive output on this team on this game at least they're able to be very productive I think and they're able to show why they're an interesting team to watch and keep an eye on even though they're not always consistent I do believe that whenever they all go out together and their chemistry's right they can contend with a lot of teams in this NBA and they showed that off tonight so 
good on them for getting the chemistry down. And we've been talking about how Darius Baisley and SGA have not been, you know, in sync lately. So for them to kind of be able to connect more and for the whole team to be able to really get the ball movement down, packed, and be able to all be knocking down shots, I think that was a big, big improvement for them. Whether that's going to continue, I don't know. But like I think tonight they showed a lot of improvement in a lot of areas. Matthew, anything stick out? Um, no, it's nice to get a win. Enjoy it while it lasts, but uh, also let's not get too used to this thing. Yeah. Chris Paul's going to come say hi to this team in a few days when they go down to Phoenix. Uh, Jerry, I don't really want to hear your final thoughts in this game because I haven't, <laughs> had, I haven't had a chance to talk to you about this. But I just wanted to apologize because it's on TV right now in the studio, but... I'm really sorry about the Buffalo Bills. I was really rooting for them. I'm oh, so wow. sorry. Oh, wow. I'm a Dolphins fan, and I actually wanted the Bills to win, so I, <sighs> I just felt bad for you is all, all I wanted to say. Uh, I don't, don't feel bad. The, the stop I, feeling bad for me. I don't to, feel I, bad for Todd or Dylan because Green Bay, like, who cares about them? But I, I genuinely felt bad. I didn't suit up. Like, they didn't invite me. I mean, I just, I, you I have to buy up. it. I saw your jersey. I, I bought a jersey a couple of years back. I had a hat, whatever. I mean, but it, you know, trust me, it didn't do anything. My kids still got fed, and I'm still in a nice, warm house. It, it's fine uh, that the Bills lost, and they'll sweat off my back. Uh, by the way, I, by the way, I'm watching Jerry Maguire, and uh, tell me if you've heard this one. Ready? Show me the money. <laughs> How funny is that? Okay. Anyway, my uh, my closing thoughts, real quick. <laughs> my closing Please. thoughts. Uh, the shoe, the commemorative shoe that came out. It's just forgive me for being petty, but I love that the Oklahoma City went into Portland. And what time is it? Twelve thirty-five. Took that shoe and shoved it right up his butt. He took the shoe and shoved it right up his keister. There you go. Dame time to have a shoe in your butt. Done. And that's how we're going to end it. Christine, thank you very much. Matt Burton, thank you very much. Follow them on Twitter. I am Matt Burton at CB, CB on Sports. You ask this every time. I feel like we should know this by now. At CB on Sports there on you Twitter. Go. At TV's Jerry. At you, Brady Does Sports. You, I know the things. If you want to. Uh, but once again, the Thunder get a win on the road. Jerry, thank you so much for joining us all night from Edmond. We appreciate it. Uh, but yes, the Thunder win in Portland, 125 to 122. The Thunder are back in action. A few nights against the Phoenix Suns on the road. It's going to be another long road trip, but they'll be back. So we will be here on 107.7 The Franchise the next time the Thunder play. So stick around and stay tuned and we'll talk to you guys later.